Hello and welcome to the Essence Seeker podcast. This is your host, Drew O'Shea. I think we're at episode 11. Apologies if I'm wrong there. It's been a while, yes. And as you all know, I've been I've been busy. Uh, after I got back from Peru, uh, started kitchen renovations in our home here with my wife and children. That's been going for about three weeks. I've also experienced being a little sick for the past three weeks, I think partly due to the renovation and all the, the dust that is that is uh, produced. I've been uh, mainly just cough for three weeks, coughing a lot of phlegm. But also just been really busy with the practical practical necessities of of life so i haven't been able to put down any thoughts uh, for the podcast for a while so i apologize for that i do have uh a few episodes in my yeah in in my they're they're floating around in my memory and my consciousness and my mind and it's just a matter of getting them down at some point I'll, i will do that i just haven't had the time to to sit down and, and focus on on uh, these aspects of my life lately because I've been too busy with the with the practical things. But um, today I'm going to share with you an episode that I've just these are these are my favorite kinds actually that are just inspiration that just come to me where I don't have to sit down and kind of plan and write things out. I, I like I like it when some really inspiring or when some idea or some some realization comes to me that's very clear and inspiring and i and I'm very enthusiastic to share and i don't need to sit down plan and, and and go through it and and be careful that it how it sounds for you guys i like to just i suppose it's an artistic nature nature of an artist to just share freestyle but the problem with that is uh things can be disorganized there can be gaps and spaces there can be ums and ahs you know you can things can drop out halfway through you can become forgetful you know, while you're dancing with the absolute dancing with all the different aspects of your being but today's episode is one like that and today's episode is about enlightenment and two different types of enlightenment. So the first being temporary and the second being uh, persistent. I ho- hope you enjoy today's episode. I hope it helps you, serves you, and inspires you. And, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it, thoughts and realizations. And Wish you guys all the best in your endeavors. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. What is this enlightenment that we hear people praising and aspiring for over millennia? I want to talk about. Two different types of enlightenment. One is 
a glimpse, a reflection, and and another is clear, uh, penetrating, and true. the first one I'm going to talk about is enlightenment that is given to us and the way I want you to visualize this is to consider geometry so I want you to visualize a large crystal that has been cut, or a diamond, let's say a diamond, in the shape of an octagon, or whatever the equivalent is for an octagon prism, and then inside of that large octagon-shaped uh, diamond, I want you to place a, a smaller octagon diamond and then again within that another smaller one and again another smaller one and in the center of this diamond structure there is a bright light like a small sun put the sun in in the center of this composite diamond crystal structure now as we know any reflective surface like crystal glass when the light shines on the on the surface it reflects off in an angle so you can imagine that this structure because it has many flat surfaces inside of it there will be light shining in different directions so I now want you to imagine that this structure is not in alignment okay so the different octagon shaped diamonds are in different positions so that it's impossible to see the sun in the center if you're looking from the side so we're not looking from the top we're looking from from the side we're seeing these flat surfaces of the outside of the octagons and because the the structures aren't in alignment uh, you you can't you don't know you, that there's a a bright light in the center so enlightenment that is given to us or enlightenment that we are guided to 
by teachers who explain things, who have achieved enlightenment. They also understand the nature of the matrix, the nature of the, the world, reality that we live in, people's conditioning and what blocks them from becoming enlightened. They very expertly explain to us truth in a way that we can get a glimpse of it. So what does that mean in terms of uh, this visualization we're doing? Well, we can imagine that a teacher understands the the disruption of our uh, structure and guides us through and around through the different levels inside internally going around following the light reflections inside taking us in on a journey it's kind of hypothetical into the center of that structure and we we get a glimpse of the light and we get some shraddha which is sometimes translated as faith but more correctly it's translated as um, confidence so we get some confidence some confidence to begin a certain path or process that a teacher is representing but as we know and all have experienced when that teacher goes away or even just after some time we forget or we lose that connection with the center with the light in the center of the structure because Because we are forgetful. And also because of the, of the latent uh, habits and desires that we still have uh, to be able to operate in this reality in a way that allows us to perceive ourselves as the ultimate authority. What does that mean? We don't... We like the idea that this situation we have with this body, this mind, in this world is completely freedom, complete freedom to experience and enjoy the world as we like without having to answer to any superior authority. We don't like the idea of our existence being dependent on something greater than us because then we have to acknowledge it. We have to not acknowledge its desires 
his or hers desires. And we don't like that. So we're forgetful. We're forgetful of this realization that we get. Okay, then every time we come across these teachers, they again take us through the journey through our, our layers of this structure of our being, this diamond structure. Our structure that is not in alignment and give us a glimpse into that light in the center. And we can think of this light as as absolute knowledge that gives absolute realization, it's clarity, where the more time you spend with this light, this enlightenment, this light, the less questions you have because everything becomes clear. Okay, so that is the first type of enlightenment I want to speak of. The second type is true and penetrating, I said in the beginning, wasn't it? True and penetrating. Lasting, I mean, the first one is also true, but it's a glimpse. Maybe a better way to describe it is lasting Penetrating and lasting, persistent, penetrating and persistent, continuous. Okay, so there's two ways of visualizing this. And I will share the way I originally saw it first. So I want you to, again, see the structure of octagon shaped diamonds so a large one and then within it smaller and smaller ones and they all have surfaces as a prism it's not not a not a two not a two-dimensional shape it's a three-dimensional shape it's a prism so it has flat surfaces on the on the sides of the octagon there must be some technical um, name for a octagon prism Octagonal prism, I don't know. Okay, so I want you to visualize again this prism in disalignment. So then they're not, each side of the octagon is not aligned up with, with the rest. They're all out of alignment. And then I want you to imagine at different positions around these octagons, there is a a hole going from the outer side of the octagon into the inner side and these holes are all facing different directions around this structure so through practice through developing oneself uh, spiritually what I mean by spiritually is internally uh, metaphysically metaphysical means physical means the physical world and meta means what's left right so when I say metaphysically I mean 
the aspects of us that are not physical, the aspects of us that are not material, cannot be explained in material terms. Consciousness, love, so on and so forth. Justice is another. Okay, so as we develop ourselves, we are gradually shifting these octagons into alignment. And we're working on ourselves using the instructions of these teachers that we've come across. And you know, through through books, through personal uh, meeting, you know, personal association, through listening. I mean, these days, the modern modern times, there's all kinds of t- uh, teachers available, easily accessible through you know, technology that's spread all over the the planet. And we're working on ourselves and gradually moving into alignment and we're trying different things and we can feel when it's getting closer because the light's starting to shine through the holes these hollows inside the the octagon shaped prisms that i described before they're gradually lining up and then when they all line up in a row what can you see the sun this 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 small sun this small uh source of light that we placed in the center is shining straight through clear as clear can be bright as bright can be and if you can imagine that now this light hitting you in the in the in the forehead in the third eye you know, while in your meditation how clear everything becomes how in that moment Everything is understood. Of course, everything is always growing, developing, and there's always more to know. But at that point, you have understood that. You have understood the nature. You understood the nature of yourself, the nature of the absolute. You no longer have fear, no fear of death. You have no uh, desire for any temporary false uh, attributes, fame, adoration, uh, material wealth, all the desires for those things, sensual experiences uh, through the material senses, all these desires drop away. And you feel extreme amounts of bliss, of love, of attraction towards the absolute. And you want to know what's behind the light, what's inside the light, where is the light coming from, what's the source of the light. If I have personality, this source, source of me, the source of my light, the source of my consciousness must have personality also. So who is this personality, the source of this light? So this is the lining up of the holes. While I've 
while I was describing this, or just before I started to describe this this version, I was thinking another way is that it might that you could look at it as just the octagon actually lining up in perfect alignment without holes, without hollows going through. But actually, if you think about it, the surfaces, they would throw the light off in different angles. So that actually wouldn't work. So I think the, the hollows in, in these prisms is the, is the best way for me to describe this visualization. So you can, it, how does this cross over in practical terms? We all have a, we all have a particular com, combination or situation currently, how different aspects of ourselves, our physical, mental, uh, our metaphysical uh, consciousness, our motivations, attitudes towards the world, our desires, which is the desires is the, the weakest, I would say the weakest aspect of our modern society is people don't know how to understand their desires. They don't know how to come in, come in uh, to, to, they don't know how to acknowledge them. They don't see them. It's more like something that is unconscious. We feel. We can say, oh, yeah, like I want a house. I want a wife. I want a car. I want these things. We'd say they're desires. But there's much more subtle desires that we can't describe. Well, it's not that we can't describe. It's that we don't have the tools. We haven't been taught. We haven't practiced. We haven't spent time uh, investigating deep within this uh, subconscious part of our being uh, to become uh, familiarize ourselves with these deep desires and that's a big weakness because it's these desires that put our structures in, in alignments or, or, or disalignment these desires is, is this desire that can either put you in alignment or put you out of alignment so because society is very weak in this area we are out of alignment and through association we see so through association through like coming across someone who appears to be floating who appears to have who, who appears to be enlightened who appears to have some great very valuable gem beyond all material achievements when we come across a person like this we become attracted as a part of us that wants it too we're attracted we get some desire to be like that we get some desire our desire changes but until we until we come across that as an idea we may the desire may never develop you know even buddha 
who you know the Buddha taught the path of individual enlightenment, you know, rejecting scriptures and traditions, and this is why it's become very popular in the West. But even he, part of his enlightenment was he saw an ascetic. First, he saw the sufferings of the world he was sheltered from until he was um, in his twenties. He already he was already married and already had a kid. And then he'd been sheltered from the sufferings of life, of uh, uh, b- birth, death, old age, and disease. And then, as we, as you know, he he was taken uh, outside of the the palace and saw these things. And the fourth thing he saw was uh, an ascetic, someone who a world renouncer. You know, so he would have seen like a sannyasi, a a monk, you know, just a traditional Indian Vedic uh, ascetic, and that and that was the key for him to realize, oh, this world is suffering, and I need to be like that guy, right? So even Lord Buddha got some some association, some idea of a possibility. So when we get this. I don't think it's impossible to to develop a desire for enlightenment without association because I feel as though it's intrinsic within within us. But like I said in the beginning when when a teacher takes us on a journey through explanation, through examples, through association, through storytelling, they take us on a journey through our structure to get a glimpse. This helps a lot. And a lot of people won't a lot of people won't be able won't get that on their own. Maybe it's a very rare soul that can can just be contemplate in isolation without any examples, without any teachings, and and get and get enlightenment, get get a glimpse of the truth, and if they're if they're uh, expert, remain in that understanding. But that would be a very rare soul, I would say. Most of us, it's not until we get some association or some examples of possibilities even all all the great western philosophers no one just started on their own they all studied other philosophers they all you know we 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 like to separate western philosophy from everything else but actually the ideas were traveling around the world you can see these different time periods over the last uh uh 3,000 years where at different times there was these waves of similar thought both in the east and the west so you know of course there was trade trade routes people uh, trading spices and clothes and whatever so these ideas were, were shared nothing is new everything is recycled everything is shared everything is an aspect of the absolute shared from a unique perspective in a unique time and place
So these desires are what put us in or out of alignment. Why would one want to desire to be out of alignment? It's not it's not a conscious decision to be out of alignment with the absolute. It's an I would say it's more of an unconscious decision. It's if you want to be independent, you need ignorance. Right? If you want to feel independent, that your existence is totally self-dependent and not not independent of anything greater than you, then you need ignorance. So you, you, you can't have that light shining through from the center, which is the truth, which is the truth of your existence. So you need to be out of alignment, right? So you don't desire to be out of alignment. You desire for a certain experience. You have a certain attitude, certain desire for experiences, and you become out of alignment. alignment. Reality reciprocates. Reality, you know, the culmination of reality. Reality is culmination of reality altogether is the absolute. The absolute provides the facility and provides our source of light, of consciousness to experience reality. We can experience in relationship with the absolute um, directly and and consciously, like wanting to, or we can desire to have a relationship with the absolute unconsciously in ignorance of our relationship, so disconnected, an illusion of disconnection from our source, from the absolute. You know, in, in my tradition, we there's many names for the absolute, but the one we like the most is Krishna. And we use we we use this name a lot, Krishna, the person supreme personality of Godhead, the supreme personality of the absolute. So these desires, this desire, this motivation, motivation changes our alignment, desire changes our alignment. If you want to know the truth, you gradually can realign yourself to the point where these these holes, these holes that I explained gradually line up and you can see for yourself this penetrating and persistent uh, contact with the absolute, with enlightenment. And what happens when you achieve this? Do you then give up all activities in the world and sit in bliss? Well, some some do. Some yogis do like that. They live minimally. They sit in the mountains and live off some roots and leaves and and they sit in meditation all day and they... Uh, they bathe in the bliss of enlightenment, but that is that is a minority, and it's not also not essential because when one is in alignment with the absolute you can also they can also live a practical enlightenment, which means they're still operating in the world just as everyone else is, but with a different consciousness, with different attitude and different desires. You, their behavior will be different to someone who's in complete ignorance. They may not be attracted to certain 
activities, foods, um, places that are that that bring bad health or that disalign put them out of alignment. But they will still appear externally to be just like everyone else. Have a family, have a job, have a business. Um, you know, experiences sickness of the body. Uh, you know, experience great victories and defeats. You know, gaining wealth, losing wealth. But... Internally, their spirit is never affected. They never experience depression or being lost. Or, but the, the, that is another thing that actually a, an advanced soul can experience separation or, forget, or, or a fear of separation, a fear of forgetfulness of their relationship with the Absolute. And that is very intense, this separation. That is something else. There's spiritual... Uh, spiritual despair you know of of losing contact with 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 krishna's face krishna's feet you know krishna's personal form god's personal form you know falling into impersonalism uh and then there's material despair which is uh, suffering uh, for the loss of temporary things So a person who is, whose enlightenment is true, is, is uh, penetrating and persistent, can operate in this world externally just like everyone else, but internally completely absorbed in, in the absolute. And why not? What is, what is this world made of anyway? What, once you understand, like, isn't it, isn't it that if someone is enlightened and someone has, absolutely, you know, has, has, has clear knowledge of what is, how things are, then they would see, wouldn't they see that ultimately what we call the material world is also spiritual because it is all, it is just another energy another aspect of the absolute so of course they can be operating in this world that's the difference really the difference is it's they're op- in the same world but it is not material because of their consciousness it's not material because of their motivation their attitude towards it it's not material because they have, this Sanskrit word is bhav. Bhav can be translated in different ways. I'll translate it right now as attitude. You know, this, this feeling, the relationship, this emo, emotional relationship we have with the world. If you are enlightened, you will see the world as spiritual. If you are in ignorance, you will see it separate from the absolute. That means material. You'll see it as material means separate from the absolute. So... This is just some visualization, some visuals, some some realizations that I 
fact that came to me uh, while doing some meditation, chanting Japa this morning out the front of my house. I somehow was woken up early this morning before my family, so I decided to use this time to do some mantra meditation. What is mantra meditation? We have beads, 108 beads made of tulasi, this uh, sacred tree from Vrindavan is a place where Krishna lived uh, 5,000 years ago. And we chant on this each bead, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And we listen carefully to the vibration of this mantra. And this helps us realign ourselves with the Absolute, so I just wanted to share this example of the the diamonds shaped in octagonal prisms <laughs> and with the holes in disalignment and then aligning these holes through motivation, through wanting to know what is the absolute, Wanting to know again what is our relationship with the Absolute. Wanting to achieve that clarity, that bliss that comes from seeing the light in the center of our being. And expanding our relationship with the personality who is the source of this, con of this consciousness, this light, this understanding. Our consciousness, our understanding, our relationship with Him. And... The two types of enlightenment, the first being you know, getting a glimpse given to us by a teacher, by association, and then the penetrating and persistent enlightenment of our realignment with the Absolute that is, you know, that is, that is uh, true and, and continuous and penetrating. Yeah, a glimpse that inspires us to continue, give some shraddha, some confidence, and then this true enlightenment, which is continuous and intense. So I hope this serves you well, or at least in, in, in some way. I apologize for my uh, inabilities to speak well and my lack of knowledge and geometry and shapes. And I look forward to, to speaking with you guys again soon. Hare Krishna. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adeta Radhara Shiva Sadhi Gorakunda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna.